I should have been recording all of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I don't know. Like, here's in in here's the thing with Breeze. Like, if he does retire, or it, you know, if 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 he doesn't retire, I guess is what I should say. If he doesn't retire, and I missed on an opportunity to buy him for his last season, I think I'm okay with that. Right. <laughs> right. I think that that makes him not a buy. The fact that I am totally fine missing out on that. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, what's the price too? Like, what do you, what's the buy price? Like, can I give you a third and just have him sit on my bench? And then at that point, do I, do I even want to? Right. I might rather but, go make some offers for Jacob Eason. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. I, it like, yeah, I, I kind of don't even care what the price is, to be honest. I mean, first yeah. of all, Breeze was not that good this year. Like, right. he looked, it looked like, it, like we always talk about that cliff, you know, mm-hmm. and how it kind of comes out of nowhere. You don't really expect it. Well, yeah. I, mean, I don't think that we, that we totally expected it just yet with Breeze. We were aware of the possibility, but, I don't think we expected it to hit, but you know, it, it did. It just kind of came out of nowhere. And I like, I just don't think that you ever, that you ever come back from that. So it's like, you know, even at a huge, huge discount and he actually, like if I can get him for a third and he comes back for that one last year, I mean, when am I ever going to feel good about starting him? Yeah. Like if he's going to play like that for that entire year. Yeah. Again, like I'm just okay missing out. And, and, And that's another thing too. If you didn't go QB extreme and Breeze is your third quarterback now, how much is he really helping you at that point? If you, if he's your third quarterback option, I mean, and we've talked about this before too, how sometimes it it gets to that point where starting that wide receiver or running back might be a little bit safer than somebody like Drew Brees at this point. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't see what the upside is. And I, I, like, I kind of don't care about the cost. Like you said, I mean, you know, if I if if you're if you're gonna if you can get a quarterback who's super cheap, just because you know people are having a hard time with the abstract thought of, you know, like what what could actually happen. Then I mean, I would much rather go with a young guy like Jacob Eason. I like. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he's gonna end up with a starter. Although it. I mean, it's feeling like a better and better chance that he will. Like I, the fact that they missed out on Stafford, the Colts missed on Stafford. I think that is going to make it like that really shrinks their, you know, the, the, their, their options. Like yeah. they, they needed, they needed Stafford. Yep. Yeah, it, it changes it a lot. Like now, do they make an offer for Goff? Are they going to go after Carson Wentz? Yeah. Or honestly, are they maybe just going to stick with Jacob Eason? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the thing. I We know that Wentz is going to be kind of hard to move. I know that you talked a little bit with uh, Waltner about that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it sounded like, you know, it's it's going to be a little bit tough to, to trade Wentz. And now yeah, um, it's Nick Sirianni, right? That's the new coach for the Eagles. Yeah, I believe so. And Colts have the money to do it. They are one team that... I mean, it's it doesn't make that contract a good contract, but they are one team that does have the space to make that move. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, they're they're a pretty good team, ready to go. They need a quarterback. Yeah, yeah that that is kind of the missing piece for them, really. But yep. I like, <laughs> I mean, I guess the first thing is for them, they have to figure out, you know, is this. Like is is Carson Wentz the guy that puts us over the top? I mean, Philip Rivers wasn't and, right. Um, you know, for for all of his flaws throughout his you know eighteen year career or whatever it was, it you know he he ended up being a much safer and and you know this is kind of unexpected, but he ended up being a safer quarterback than Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Yeah. A lot more turnover prone. Yep. And Philip Rivers didn't even get you to the playoffs. So Yeah. You know, does does is Carson Wentz really the answer? I don't know. Do you like do you give up that much to get him plus take on that contract and you know still have have to have that feeling of man, I don't like it is best he probably gets us to the playoffs, but I mean, can, is he actually capable of beating Mahomes in Kansas City or beating yeah. Josh Allen in Buffalo? Right, or, or even at that, like, is Carson Wentz that much of a better option than trying to go see what you could get somebody like Gardner Minshew for? Yeah, or something like that, and have no money into it, just picks. And does Gardner give you less of a chance than? Wentz. I mean, he has less turnovers than Wentz, less interceptions, less fumbles, less everything. Yeah, he's he's rocking a mullet now. Yep, the Man, Mississippi he, mud flaps. That that's a that's an intense mullet right Dude. now. Dude, it's like shaved on the sides and man, he had that professionally done. Like he paid for that bad boy. Yeah, okay. he's. Yeah, he's took it serious. (laughs) But I think that Gardner could be an option that you hear come back up for some teams, especially throughout the NFL draft process and what happens there with moving parts, Mm -hmm. things like that. But top of the top of the show sheet here, though, you've got Matt Stafford, Rams, Jared Goff, Lions. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you about a trade I made, John. Okay. Just before the show, I, I almost made this trade just so we could talk about it, to be completely honest with you. So I sent Matthew Stafford away. This is in a trade addicts league. I sent Matthew Stafford away, and I got back Jared Goff and Brian Edwards. That's hmm. the deal. I actually also sent a 2021 20, fourth and a fifth. like So kind of non- non-mute points there, but yeah, so basically we're talking about Goff and Brian Edwards 
and I sent away Matthew Stafford. Hmm. Yep. Man. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what it, what it felt like the league felt is they were kind of like, holy cow, what a dumb trade you just made. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, and we always we always talk about the fact that, you know, there's and it, this is actually this. Here's why I'm dragging my feet a little bit on this, because I I'm starting to think that the value over replacement thing that we've had to hear about, you know, as as quarterback enthusiasts in Superflex, as as the you know, the the guys who are who acknowledge the quarterbacks are cheapest in the startup and, mm-hmm. and you know actually chase that for that reason as the guys who are actually willing to take the quarterback extreme strategy you know we've mm-hmm. always had to hear the the reason not to do it is value over replacement you know which essentially is saying that you know the quarterbacks score roughly the same on a weekly basis, pretty much across the board, you know, the difference between the quarterback two and the quarterback 12 yeah. is, you know, a handful of points, yeah, like two or three points that you can make up at another position. I'm starting to question that. Um, and uh, like, I, th- it looks to me like in 2021 and I haven't totally breaking broken down the numbers yet. I'm still kind of working on that. But it looks to me like there was a significant difference on a weekly basis between, you know, like a, a top five quarterback and sure. top ten quarterback. Like, you know, quarterback quarterback four versus quarterback eight, I think, was a fairly significant difference. Every yeah. Week. This, this year, it did seem like it changed a lot, though. Like, our top quarterbacks had higher ceilings, it felt like. Yeah. So I would agree with that. That that top tier average probably went up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I guess the one thing that I'll say is the, you know, it, it generally kind of looks like, you know, matchups played a, a bigger role in that than quarterback talent. Um, that, although that, I mean, that wasn't the case quite as often as I expected. And again, like I'm still kind of in the middle of doing this work, but you know, like you expected Pat Mahomes to, you know, to score, you know, in the neighborhood of 20, 25 points a week, regardless of the matchup. And I think that he generally did that, but you, at the same time, you know, you could get a guy like Mitchell Trubisky late in the season. Sure. And you know, in a great matchup, he took advantage of it. So it's it that's that's where it throws things off a little bit. That's where kind of Vorp come does come back into play because you can say, you know, I can get Jared Goff, who you know, based on their situations right now, mm-hmm. this is the part that I think we're really going to end up kind of butting heads over a little bit. Um, but just based on their situation right now, I think that there's a significant difference between Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff. But what I think that I don't disagree with that, especially like um, from an NFL standpoint, for sure. Yeah, I actually, 
<laughs> that's another part that we need to get to. So I need to make that <laughs> quick because we've got a lot to unpack with that trade. But um, if for me, it's more it's more about fantasy production. Like I think that you know the I think that that there's a much higher ceiling with Matthew Stafford on a weekly basis right now. But what the what the Vort people will tell you, what the analytics people will tell you is, you know it. it it still is, you know, it's still a little bit matchup dependent. That oh sure, Jared Goff is gonna, and and the problem is Jared Goff's gonna run into, you know, tougher defenses generally speaking than than Matthew Stafford will at, at mm-hmm. this point. Like, you know, Stafford's gonna get Seattle He'll be playing outside in Green Bay, yep. and Chicago, Chicago and Minnesota. I mean, so yeah, I get that. He'll probably also be playing from behind a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which which I I think that could benefit him. You could argue. I mean, right now, I think his only weapons he has is Hawkinson and Swift. Then he's Mm -hmm. got like Quinton Cephas. Um, I don't know, man. I think that just I think that like the public perception. I think a lot happened when McVay started talking crap about Jared Goff. Yeah. And and I think that we already had like some of our own feelings on Jared Goff in the last couple of seasons that he's had that were already weighing in. Mm-hmm. But truthfully, we also had some concerns about Matthew Stafford. We had concerns about his future. You have to, yeah. And and I think you still do, you know. So for me, it also comes down to who starts more games over the next like five years when, you know, when does Matthew Stafford retire? When does he hang it up? Right. Is it going to be at the end of this contract? You never know. And I don't know. It's one of those things too. Like, and I even talked a little bit this with John Lobb. Like if, if say Dan Campbell was just like Matthew Stafford's so beat up, like we all know about his back issues that he's had the last couple of years you know, he's played his heart out, but he's taken a beating because of it. There's just no way he can be our future quarterback. We need to get rid of him. And you never heard anything bad about Jared Goff. And then the trade happened. How would we feel today? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Kind of. And I know that that's, that's a huge what if. Mm-hmm. But the the what was stamped in our brain for McVay talking so poorly about Goff and how he kind of really handled the situation really unprofessionally. It was, it was good that he still got a deal done and it might just been because of his, his relationships that he already had with the lions front office. Mm -hmm. But so I guess for me, like, I think that that hurt Jared Goff's value a lot. And, And this is even something like that. I even, I mentioned to you before the show that I thought about doing something with this one for variance of value. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to now. So I was looking at it and December 19th, and I know this is just value, John, I'm, I'm well aware. Like, so, so, but December 19th, Matthew Stafford had a value of 22.2 points on the dynasty trade calculator. January 10th, he had 20.6 points. So it went down just so two points. It went down just a little bit, but then in December 19th, the way we perceived Jared Goff was four points ahead of Matthew Stafford at 26.5 points. And then they were tied from January 10th 
from January 10th until the day they were traded, they were tied at 20.6 points. And then they were traded. Matthew Stafford goes back up to 22 points and Jared Goff drops all the way down to 16 points. Yeah. And so now at this point, well, the next thing we're waiting for here is if Detroit decides to either move up and draft a quarterback, or even if we take one at that seven spot, Jared Goff instantly loses more value. Even if he starts this year, he instantly loses more value for that moment. But if we don't draft a quarterback, he instantly gains some value right there. And I guess that's kind of the gamble I'm playing a little bit. And just knowing that if we do draft a quarterback, I do believe he's still going to be the starter and hopefully I have some kind of chance to get out of it at that point. But I just didn't quite agree with that value separation that they got. I think that it's somewhere in the middle of that, to be completely honest with you. I agree that Stafford's better. I agree that he gives the Rams a better chance at winning a Super Bowl. That's not what I'm arguing today, but I do think that it'll be pretty close. And to get Brian Edwards added in, he's somebody that I'm I'm trying to get to my teams this year. I think his value will also rise. My trade addicts team isn't one of my favorite teams. This is going to be one of those that we see what happens as the future goes, but half the reason I made it was because of this show. This is we've been going back and forth on this deal for a while, like, and it ended up being like there was a fourth round pick getting in the way of it. And I was finally like, you know what? Screw it. Like, I kind of want to, I don't agree with what. I think the public has done to this value what Sean McVay did to the value of these players. And I think that had conversations gone different ways, it could have affected our fantasy perception of the value of these players differently. But this is the one that was put in front of us. So everybody hates Jared Goff right now. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I mean, it kind of comes back to what we were talking about with Drew Brees a little bit, you know, the idea that, that he's a, a dynasty buy right now just because his value is so low is predicated solely on the fact that he hasn't announced his retirement yet. Okay. That's the part that we were kind of talking about off air. Yeah. Uh, before we before we went live with this episode of Superflex City and never introduced it. Uh, <laughs> or ourselves. I thought we were going, um, so I was just I was just going with I'm, it. I'm good with it, man. I, I like it. Maybe, may, maybe by the end of this thing, we'll uh, we'll introduce it. <laughs> Just our new thing. But yeah, I like it. I think it's a cool way to to go about this. But like that's that was kind of the context that we were talking about with Drew Brees is, you know, just the fact that he isn't retired yet has people wondering if, you know, maybe he's not going to. And, uh, you know, there's there's not a whole lot of foresight going into it. There's definitely not a whole lot of, lot of, like, what's the most likely scenario going into it. And I think that that's kind of happening with Jared Goff. I, we have a little bit safer assumptions there with Jared Goff, too. But, like, it, it's just the idea that right now, again, like, what do you have as far as weapons go? Sure. And, and I kind of, I'll be honest, I don't count DeAndre Swift. I think that he opens things up. Mm-hmm. Having a 
credible running game is always a good thing for a quarterback. But in terms of who are you going to target and right. move the ball down the field, I don't count the running backs unless, you know, it's, it is one of those guys who's super involved in the passing game. And, you know, like that's that's really just kind of their role. You know, the James White, Austin, yep. Allen, like that type of pass catching satellite back. Um, Christian McCaffrey, I, like I'll, I'll give Teddy Bridgewater some, you know, a little bit of a bump because he's throwing to Christian McCaffrey. But I'm not going to give Jared Goff any kind of, you know, extra extra credit because he's throwing to DeAndre Swift. Man, so we, how many targets do you think Swift will get this year? Um, a good amount for a, you know, for a feature back. Yeah, so we're probably but, on the same page there. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's it, in terms of passing yards for sure. Goff from Swift. Like, I think it's very incremental. You know. So, do you think that we it would be our smart? And I know we can't make their decisions for them, but do you mm-hmm. think it would be a smarter move for us to draft a wide receiver at that seven overall, move back, or do you think that we're going to take like the quarterback of the future there and possibly run into? a similar situation that you could be in with golf right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the stuff that I've been weighing out in my head, like with golf. And then it be also becomes like for me as a golf owner now, is that my best case situation? If we draft a quarterback and say like, I would like, I'm a, I'm a lions fan, but I'll, I'll be honest with you. I would like my Jared Goff on the Colts more than I like him on my lions. Like if Jared Goff for some reason, all of a sudden got traded to the Colts, I'm smitten. I just with that O line, sure. the money they have to put some weapons around him. You know, if they keep Hilton, Paris Campbell, I, I'm pretty happy Pittman. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And, and it, it's, kind of why like for from an nfl standpoint this is why i didn't like the trade for the rams is because you know jared goff he would be a good fit with the colts the way he was a good fit with the rams like these teams are built to they're not built for a gunslinger like matthew stafford you know they're built for clock control they're built for game management yep and you were getting that from jared goff yeah, in LA. I mean, he's been winning games like that. That's my whole thing. And man, I took some heat. <laughs> and, and I mean, he came back from that thumb surgery, and yeah. that's at when he lost. You know, like I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but you know, for for four years now with Sean McVay, Jared Goff has been winning games. Yep. I mean, you had to put the right roster around him. Sure. But he's been, he's, you know, he's been in a yep. neighborhood of 10, 11 wins a season. Yeah. He even got you to, you know, you ended up in the Super Bowl. Your, you know, your offense was completely impotent in that. Right. But, you know, before that. Exactly, dude. And I know that doesn't make him the best quarterback, but you also can't do that with just any quarterback. And that's the right. way that people are making it sound now. Like everybody's just like, well, McVay built it around him and, but maybe some people are saying maybe it held him back a little bit as well. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I kind of think so. And, and I just don't see how Matthew Stafford fits in that system any better than Jared Goff. I think that he's going to be fine. I think for fantasy purposes, there's reason to be excited about, 
you know, putting Matthew Stafford on an offense, you know, that has Robert Woods and Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby. Like there's there's reason to be excited there, but how many more wins is Matthew Stafford worth to right. that than Jared Goff? I I, I mean yeah. maybe one a season, maybe. Like I I I don't I just haven't really seen and maybe this is something you can kind of speak to as a Detroit fan, but I don't feel like I've seen, you know, Matthew Stafford make that type of difference for the Detroit Lions throughout his 12-year career. To be that, that and that's just career. it. You, you can know, make like, a lot of excuses for Stafford, like through all the coaching changes, and mm-hmm. but I mean he's had some talent around him. He's had opportunities to win some games every team out there can say they've had some stolen from them by bad calls, um, including Detroit, but we could all play those games. But I mean, he's had opportunities and he just hasn't won. I I love Stafford. We've talked about him a lot, like in how he's one of the more underrated quarterbacks, but I think it went from like us talking about him being underrated to him being traded and everybody's putting him like, it's going to be like Mahomes. And it's like, well, you know, like he's pretty cool, <laughs> he but he's before. Yeah, you <laughs> if know, he was in homes, we would have seen it by now. Thirty-three years old. I mean, and even like you said about, and I know Breeze and Brady are forty-year-old men, and old plus plus side of that. But but even with Matthew Stafford, like he's taking a beating compared to those guys, like in his first what 11, 12 years in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like at what point does it just kind of start to fall off for Stafford? Quite honestly, like, or is he? I mean, back problems two years in a row. I don't know, man. I don't think that's anything to just bat your eyes at. Yep. I yeah, I agree. I mean, I, and so there's already that concern. And let's be honest, in LA. There's still some issues like you, you, you give him some nice weapons. You give him the Sean McVay system. Who knows how that translates right. you know, to go from Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, to me, the Sean McVay system it works great for Jared Goff, <laughs> but I mean, maybe, maybe it translates. Maybe the, the whole thing with the Sean McVay system is that it is, is kind of meant to, you know, to build around the skill set of your quarterback. So maybe it can it can kind of evolve to to fit for Matthew Stafford. But the problem is, I mean, you're still putting him behind a horrible offensive line. Yeah. At 32 years old with a bad back and, a, 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 you know, a pretty lengthy injury history. So yep. back, shoulder. Yeah. For for NFL purposes, I, it just doesn't make a ton of sense to me to pay what you paid to get a guy with you know with that type of risk who doesn't necessarily do anything for you in the wind column, right? And, and that's kind of the thing with Goff too. Is like I'm not saying the Lions is his last stop or he's our quarterback of the future, but I think that Goff is a starter in the NFL, mm-hmm. and I think that his next stop, he'll still be a starter as well. I don't think a rookie is going to take a job from Jared Goff this year. I don't even think that's what the lions want to happen, even if they were to draft one. Yeah. So, so for me, like 
the risk is kind of baked into like people making it sound like Goff is just going to be done. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's the case at all. I mean, I got Goff for a 2022 first off a team that won this year. So it's a perceived late 2022 first if my team does good again this year. But I added Goff to that team for a 2022 first. Yeah. And to me, it's just like, dude, I'll take a starting quarterback for a first that's in a year from now. He didn't even counter for the first I have from this year. Yeah. It was accepted he, that easy. Any NFL starters worth a first and it yeah. worth a current year's first. So, I mean, you could say it's a later first. I think that Goff is probably more in the neighborhood of, you know, 107, 108. Sure. In a twenty in twenty twenty one picks, I know that very few people are going to agree with that, but I mean one. I think that's fair. I think like one twelve is the bare minimum for a young guy that you know is going to start somewhere. Even if yeah. they, even if they flip him out of Detroit, he's still. Yep. It's it's going to be for more high draft capital, and you know he it's going to be to somebody who needs a starter. Yeah. And, you know, a, a relatively safe starter. I mean, man, he would, like, <laughs> he could he could go right back to the West Coast. He yeah, dude. In San Francisco. And, you know, they, they, like, that was a trade that they could never make with the Rams. The dude. Rams were never going to fix their yeah. San Francisco's quarterback situation for them. But right. Detroit could. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's another crazy thing to me, like, within all of this and the way it went, I mean, even like you look at last year and how much praise we were giving Nick Foles. And I'm going to be honest, I wasn't part of that. We, but we as a community were giving Nick Foles, like he was getting so much like hype going to Chicago and the same people are completely crapping on Jared Goff this year. And that for me is so confusing. I I mean, even just their resumes, resumes alone, like to me, Jared Goff, deserves to be propped up a little bit more than what we've lowered him. I get it. He went to a team where he doesn't have, like you said, the weapons. He's not going to have as good of a situation. I do get it. He deserved to have that value dip, but I I just think it was a little too much. So for me, I don't know. I feel like Stafford and Goff are kind of equal. The one you get a little bit of like maybe extra years. And I think Goff maybe is the safer player here not the better player but maybe the safer player yeah i kind of think so too the in a you know so kind of back to you know the the difference in their value right now based on just the information that we have at hand i think the only thing that people are really looking at besides the fact that you know la was so desperate to get rid of him that they gave up you know, multiple draft picks along yeah. with like there's there's a lot of talk about how that deal was really, you know, like the first and the third was essentially like this is compensation for you taking on the, the contract. Right. Yeah. Making loose that that cap space for us. The other pick is for is you know is for Stafford essentially. Right. Yeah. Pretty and, crazy. Yeah. Which in and I you know, maybe there's some truth to that. I think that people are, are just factoring that in. 
maybe a little too heavily. But the other thing that they're looking at is, you know, the lack of, of real weapons. Hawkinson's the only one locked in right now. And now all of a sudden, by taking on Goff's contract, you're over the cap. Not Can't even a- tag Galladay if we wanted to today without making some cuts. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So you'll have to break some money loose somewhere to give him any kind of weapons. And people are saying, or, you know, people are probably kind of feeling like, how, how do you make that move? Like, how do you, how do you get there to a point where you've got somebody, you know, some, some weapons for him that you can, that you can kind of point to and say, this is how he's going to produce is by throwing, because that's the thing, man. Like if you, if you brought back holiday, I would put that, that group of weapons up against what Stafford has now in LA. With I, Hawkinson and Galladay. Yeah, give me give me Hawkinson and and or you know, give me Galladay, Hawkinson and Swift, you know, versus Woods Cup and Acres. And I'm not so sure that the LA is is, you know, right. a better group out of those. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think that Woods probably Woods with Stafford is probably, you know, the the like if you were going to rank all those guys, like Woods with Stafford, I I would probably prefer over you know Galladay with Goff, but it's yeah. it's close, yeah. and it just gets closer from there. Yep, Goff's playing inside half the year. Yeah, I mean, sure he gets some crappy weather too, but he's playing inside half the year. Yeah. So it does, it makes me wonder what happens, you know, how, like what happens to people's perception of this situation if you knew for a fact that Goff is going to have that alpha wide receiver. Right. And have the job. Yeah. If we make it through the draft and they like drafted a couple wide receivers and didn't draft a quarterback, people are probably going to start to talk about Goff in a, in a positive way again. Yeah. Yeah, which again, to me, I think that we need to fix our mindset and just just recognize that Goff is going to be an NFL starter in 2021 yep. and probably beyond. Yeah. Like, just start with that. Like, let's, you know, stop questioning that part and let's just say, let's just assume that that's going to happen because I just don't think there are enough NFL teams who are good enough at quarterback that they can honestly say that Jared Goff is not an upgrade. Right. Would you rather have Drew Locke or Jared Goff Goff. on your NFL? And then what about Teddy Bridgewater? Goff. And, man, you know there's more. Mitchell Trubisky, that's pretty easy. Yeah, Yeah, you'd rather have Goff there. I mean, like, and then you there are a few teams. I mean, I mentioned San Francisco. Yeah, there's a good one for sure. Yeah, I mean, you tell me, Garoppolo or Goff? Yeah, I'll, I'll take Goff. I'll even I'll take the Goff side in fantasy as well. Even with him, even if he wasn't on a team, I'll take Goff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. And then, I mean, you kind of look around at some teams that just don't even have a quarterback. Yeah, Washington, yeah. Washington, and Indianapolis. You know, those two in particular. It's like. I mean, they they just don't have an answer right now. Yeah, they don't. What about uh, Winston? Winston or Goff? Uh, I mean, I think it depends on 
the, the rest system of the or, roster. Yeah. It's it's funny because I've I I've never liked Winston because of the risk taking and the bad decisions. But like I've always acknowledged, even when I was saying he should not be an NFL starter, when he was everybody was going nuts over him in Tampa Bay, and I was saying he shouldn't be an NFL starter and he's not going to be much longer. People hated that because he threw for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. And I was still saying he's not going to keep that job. He's not right. to have that job beyond 2019. And he lost. Yeah. Yeah. And he, yeah. He, he wasn't winning games and he was making bad decisions. He was single handedly losing games. That was yep. the bigger thing with the turnovers. Um, but I, even then, I was saying, you know, when I look at Jameis Winston, what I do see is that type of upside that most quarterbacks don't have. Like athletically, mm-hmm. he's the type of guy who is, he, to me, he's, he's one of a handful of quarterbacks in the league who is capable of carrying his team to a Super Bowl. The problem is somehow you've got to you've got to get past the the in the interceptions and the bad decisions. So yeah. Now you've got to cut down on that stuff, or you've got to find a way to survive that stuff. But you know, like if if for whatever reason, like the stars aligned as far as that part, as far as that stuff goes, and you know even just kind of a fluke luck type of thing, he cuts down on the interceptions. Like people are just dropping his, you know, his worst. Yeah. They're just kind of dropping them instead of returning them for pick six. You know, if, if the stars aligned, he's, he is the type of guy that could carry a team to a championship. And I, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is not. Yeah. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, Bridgewater is not like that's just not within his range of outcomes. Yeah, like it's unlikely that Winston is ever going to reach that potential, but he at least has that potential. So, I mean, I think that they're. I mean, what he's three years younger than Teddy Bridgewater. I think. Mm -hmm. I think Bridgewater's like twenty nine. I think Winston's still twenty six. Yeah. So still some life left with, I mean, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, it just, so for me, it really kind of comes down to the roster. Like, is it, is it a team that's built to win and just needs somebody to, you know, to keep them on track and to be there to make the clutch throws when you need them the most, then Jared Goff is your guy. Is it, you know, a, a severely flawed roster with, you know, raw talent that could make a run in the playoffs with the the right quarterback and, you know, just getting hot at the right time, then Jameis is your guy. So, yeah, you know, I like, I think Carolina would be better off with Jameis. I think Indianapolis would be better off with Goff. So it sounds like you you wouldn't mind buying some shares of Jameis Winston with mm-hmm. all that said? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I think so. That costs, I mean, can't be too high, even with shouldn't speculation be. going around that maybe he gets a job. That shouldn't be too high at this point. Yeah, probably not. I guess part of the problem is I think that the speculation is leading people to believe he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Saints specifically. 
throwing to yeah. Mike Thomas, handing off to Alvin Kamara. And, and you know, forget people kind of forget the cap hell that the Saints are in, and they're just kind of assuming that this is going to be a continuation of what it's been for the last right. year with Drew Brees. Yeah, and they paid like, to try to win with Brees. Yeah. First of all, the guy that they like the most is the guy who's under contract, Taysom Hill. Yep. To me, that's your starter. I don't think that they're going to bring Jameis back. I think his job's somewhere else. Hmm. But second of all, Taysom Hill is going to take over a rebuild. He's not taking over this team that's, you know, right. been within sniffing distance of the of the Super Bowl several times over the last few years with Drew Brees. Like this, they're going to have to, they're going to lose a lot of quality players to help them get back down within the salary gap. So let me ask you this, and, and this is kind of changing direction a little bit a lot. We didn't even talk about this before the show, but mm-hmm. any chance Dallas changes everything and drafts a quarterback at 10 overall and, and throws everything mm-hmm. out the window and now Dak's available for a team or something like that. I mean, and that's one team that just hasn't been talked about much about maybe drafting a quarterback because everybody thinks that Dak's going to be back. And I, I kind of think it might be Dalton. But either way, like a lot of people seem to think Dak's going to be back there so certainly that we don't even imagine them maybe taking one of these young quarterbacks at 10 overall. Yeah. <sighs> Man. It would be kind of crazy, I yeah. think, but it seems possible. I don't know. I think, I mean, to me, the move is, and and all you have to do is look around the rest of the league, look at the situation everyone else is in, and just <laughs> just bite the bullet and pay Dak Prescott. I I don't know what the. Do you think they will though? Because you know what I mean, off the injury, or do you think they're just going to try to tag him again? Because I don't think he signs that tag. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I think they will. I think they'll sign him. Um. I mean, it's it's possible that they try and tag him again. I don't know why he wouldn't sign it, to be honest. At this point, yeah, you'd have to think it. Oh, the the franchise. Yeah, I just I just wonder like, after the injury, he was playing on a tag. I think he wished that he had signed that probably the long term deal they offered him last year that he turned down, mm-hmm. and then he gets hurt. I just wonder if he would if he wants more security than another tag. Yeah. Man, like, I could see that for sure, that it, it is a spooky thing to go through such a significant injury and not have a long-term deal in place. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, though, I mean, just the amount of money that you make off of that one-year that one year deal. Yeah. I mean, Kirk Cousins, for, you know, throughout his time in Washington and then, and Tom Brady for you know a good part of his time in New England, they were both making their living off of one-year deals. Yeah, specifically off that franchise tag. And it's like, 
that's it's really good money. Yeah. You know, you I I know that you'd be willing to take a pay cut to have long term. You know, flexibility or sustainability. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. So but, then Dalton to the Colts. Yeah, very possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Which they can't be excited about it. I mean, at that point, why wouldn't you just look at Jacob Eason? You know? Right. Eason or Brissett at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. But they, I think, do they have to sign Brissett? Yeah. Is he's he a, a free agent? That's he's, right. He's a free agent. So, yeah. Jacob Eason wants a shot at that job. And that to me means he he has had some kind of seed planted in his head that makes him think he has a chance at maybe having that job. Nothing's certain, but I mean, if there's a 2% chance that Jacob Eason is maybe the starting quarterback for the Colts, I want to go out and add more. Like, give me all the Jacob Eason, take all your Jordan love you want. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's just like one weird example of like two meaningless quarterbacks, but I, I would be happy making that swap all day and taking the Eason side, especially from people being like, Oh, what if, what if Rogers is gone? He's not going to be Jordan love to me. Isn't the guy there that they need for how good the Packers are. I don't know. Yeah. Give me all the Jacob Eason. Yeah, I think so. I, yeah. If, I mean, if they're getting down to, to those type of options, if you're if you're thinking about you know Andy Dalton, bring back Jacoby Brissett, <laughs> you know bring in somebody like Gardner Minshew, like if if a Taylor Hinnicky, like if that's the type of move that you're gonna make, man, why not just see what you've got with Eason instead? Yeah, yeah. Bring in a decent backup. You know, you know who I think, and and this is a deep sleeper dynasty superflex stash. Oh, and man. Wait, is... wait. Give me five seconds. Five seconds. Nice. You're not um, getting. You don't not... think so? Uh. Uh-uh. Did he? Was he rostered on a team? Not a starter, but did he? Was he playing in the NFL this year? Yes. Um. Case Keenum. Nope. <sighs> <laughs> You're not gonna get it. I don't. All think. right. You're gonna forget that this guy even played, but he played extremely well in relief for the second year in a row. Actually, still oh. relatively young. Uh, 27, 28 years old, I believe. And his, his huh. in very limited, uh, very limited playing time over the last two years, but in both time, both opportunities played extremely well, both for NFL purposes and for fantasy purposes. Huh? They well, just throw me off. And while you think about it, I'm going to point, I'm just going to finish the thought though. Like, this is a guy who really should get, I, I mean, somebody should bring him in as, a, as the backup, but, you know, have him be the type of guy who's, you know, kind of a backup plus, a guy who, you know, you actually have him compete for that starting job because I think he might win it again in the right oh, situation. This is driving me crazy as hell, dude. I'm going mad. Um, <laughs> Have a, I'll, I'll, so I'll, uh, I hope I'll, one of you listening said the answer, and because I don't feel good about it. It it's a really tough one, man. Like I don't think he's on anybody's radar right now. So let's just get the name out there, Brandon Allen. 
Ah, okay. Played in relief yeah. of Guerrero. Last year he played in relief of Joe Flacco and was I mean uh, was was low key awesome. Yeah, okay. I I I to me it's kind of the it's it's a little bit like Nick Nick Mullins right. like, in that like you're I mean he's never going to be the next great superstar. He's not Kurt Warner, but like, he's not going to cost you much either. Like you could sneak him in. Yeah. And he's he's got kind of a a Ryan Fitzpatrick type of of upside to me. Like he's he's capable of you know producing at that high level. He's really pretty clean with the football. And you know, you could you can get, you know, 300 yards and three touchdowns out of him pretty consistently. Like it's, it's just a matter of finding somebody who's going to give him that opportunity for more than a couple games in between, you know, Joe Flacco and, or, you know, And, and super cheap. Like you almost can't even do it straight up. Like you can't go to a team and ask for Brandon Allen. Cause then they're just kind of like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, but if you kind of like have him as that, like throw in player, they're just kind of like, Oh yeah, who cares? Why the hell do you want him? But mm-hmm. he's one of those players that, like you said, like nobody's thinking about including myself in tor- in, until you mentioned him. But the minute you put him in front of somebody's eyes, they're going to think about him at least a little bit and maybe be like, yeah, I'll just hang on to him. So I think you kind of want to hide it as a throw-in player. Like, he's your target, but don't let them know that. Yeah. I like to do that a lot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I just think, like, he's just one of those guys that every time he gets an opportunity, he makes the most of it. And I just, I mean, if I was, if I was, in the front office of an NFL team that's having a hard time figuring out quarterback right now, I would have, I mean, like Taylor Hineke is another guy and he did it on a, 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 you know, on a much higher level. He, on a, on a greater scale, you know, um, he, it, it was because it happened in the playoffs against Tom Brady that he almost pulled yeah. upset. But like to me, those guys both have that same type of upside that it's like, man, let's just see like if that's is that sustainable over the course of a full season. Right. Give the guys a chance. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it was that just just in relief, just kind of on the 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 adrenaline rush just yeah. carried you, or or is this something that we could conceivably get every single week? Like that type of effort from that guy like every single week yeah chicago's a team we haven't heard too much in like any of these trade rumors either i wonder if they're gonna really end up just sticking it out with mitch yeah yeah it seems that that's seeming more and more likely at this point kind of crazy yeah i mean what it would take for them to get deshaun watson who's really kind of the only guy left who makes a lot the of the irony in that as well is just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. know we could have drafted you and we're going to pay more today. The only reason they can't afford to trade for Deshaun Watson is because of what they gave up to get Mitch Trubisky. Like, Dude, pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. 
but also, I mean, now you're, you know, you're probably going to lose Allen Robinson in free agency. So yep. you give up all that draft capital for Deshaun Watson and then you have no one for him to throw to like, it's, yeah. I don't know. Darnell Mooney, I suppose, but <laughs> I think Mooney's the kind of guy that needs an Allen Robinson there though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In order for us to even like him for fantasy, I like Darnell Mooney, but I don't think he's the an alpha like wide receiver one. Yeah, I know. So yeah, so it's it's. I don't know if it makes a whole lot of sense for them. I mean, and it's it's tough because I always feel like for an NFL team, you should really start with quarterback. You know, fix that, get that right, and then work on everything else. But like if if you know that you've got it right with Deshaun Watson, you're bringing him in knowing full well what you're getting. I mean, yeah. I think you have to have weapons for him. <laughs> yeah. You know, for yeah. it to make sense. Texas seem they they seem like they want to keep him now. Like they seem hell bent on like trying to mend that relationship and Watson's just like, "No, I'm I'm done." Yeah, he's saying he'll sit out if they if they don't trade him, he'll. Uh, Does that affect your rankings? Um, no, not 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 his skill or talent or even mm. his future, but maybe possibly having one year without Watson. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. I I think, um, I think that he's gonna be able to force a trade. I mean, I think that what they're trying to do by saying that they want to keep him. They're really just trying to maintain some leverage and it makes sense. NFL teams and and be honest, like I had a problem with this with the lions when they said, all right, you know, we talked with, with Stafford, everybody Mm. agrees that we're going to trade him. It's like the fact that you said that hurts your, your leverage because everybody knows that you're going to trade him regardless of And so they got it. They did. They got a ton of low ball offers. Yeah. We're finding out that, you know, they were, they were being offered like, you know, late first round picks, like off a late first round pick, maybe right. round pick. They just happened to run into a team that handled their quarterback situation even more <laughs> poorly. And they were like, well, you just said you wanted to kill Jared Goff. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got extremely lucky yeah. that, that they found somebody who is willing to give up, you know, not only multiple first round picks, but also, you know, send back a starting quarterback in return. Yep. Because, I mean, looking at some of the other offers that they got, it was a lot of, you know, one first round pick in the future or, you know, maybe one late late first round pick. Yeah, lots of second round pick offers this Carolina, year. I think, made a play at him. Yeah, but I, and I I don't think it was for their their early first round pick. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't believe. Um, I I know that Denver had offered yeah, like somebody offered like two seconds, and was that Denver? The like two seconds and two fourths or something like that. Might be, yeah, and it was something. It, there was even like some some pick swapping a little hmm. bit, just like move a few spots, yeah, in, you know, in this year's draft and you know multiple rounds. So it 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 was 
they were getting lowballed, and it's because they didn't have a ton of, of leverage because they showed their hand. Yeah. So, like, it makes sense that Houston would try to avoid that and try and say, you know, I'm like, we're we're willing to keep him. We're right. not gonna trade him unless we get the right price. But ultimately, I mean, I think they're going to have to trade him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. The the I, relationship seems pretty done. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to get moved, and I kind of think he's going to get moved within the next, you know, few weeks, two or three weeks. What so. do you, any, any, any hot spot? A quick John take? <laughs> um, it's hard for me to not get biased about it. Denver. Right. What, while I'm sitting here wearing my Broncos right. hat, talking to you, about, but it does sound like Denver's Denver's getting pretty serious about getting in on this. I think that they're well. They they were trying to make plays, but then they said that they didn't want to like trade Drew Locke away. Yeah, which is the most transparent thing ever, and I think that's what's going to force them. So there's there's two things here that that's going to force them into the Deshaun Watson trade. Um, into the into the market so first of all yeah they blew that they said that um you know they weren't willing to trade drew Locke to get matthew stafford which we know is bs like that that's where the conversation had to start for matthew yeah. stafford with drew Locke, and then add to that right like that's in and that's going to be the case with deshaun watson too not yep. that Drew Locke is any kind of special prize or anything, but like if you're going to take our quarterback, then we need a quarterback. Like right. Yeah. Back. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Denver's like, and no, we, we actually that, want our backup do. to be better than your starter, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like, I mean, how? So if you're if you're trading for, you you got to assume that Matthew Stafford's going to give you at least five years. Yeah. I, I, again, I mean. You know the injury stuff is concerning, but still, yeah, thirty-two years old, thirty-seven, thirty-eight. I think that'd be a good area where I think we start to see maybe Matthew. I don't think Matthew Stafford makes it to forty-three like Brady. Yeah. So if you trade for Matthew Stafford, is the Denver Broncos, and with the idea of developing Drew Locke, you're really gonna have him just sit on your bench, right? For five years. You're just gonna see. Like to the end of his rookie contract, and then you're gonna give him a new contract to sit on the bench for another couple of years. No, I mean, dude, What's Stafford. That? Think about what he would have done for Denver. Yes, because I mean, I'll take Goff over Drew Locke. So I mean, the, but the separation in Stafford and Locke to me is huge right now with where Drew Locke will ever be in his career. Like how good he would have made you guys. Yeah. Right away. Like for me, that would have been a more significant change in like perceived value than it was for me with Goff and Stafford. I agree. Yeah. And, you know, but if you if you get Matthew Stafford, to me, Drew Locke just doesn't even enter the equation anymore. Right. Yeah. He's nothing. And you're happy to trade him away. Yeah. And like you you wait a couple years until you got Brett Rippin behind him. Yeah. But like, I mean, you're not going to give Drew Locke a second contract while you're quote unquote developing him. Yeah. Like you, you develop the, your next quarterback, you know, in like is, is a rookie at the very most, you know, 
Um, if, if you don't get him on the field as a rookie, you maybe give him one year. But if you can't develop him in a year or less, then it's, it's a non-starter. Like you're yep. just going to get there with them. So the idea that they were going to develop Drew Locke is just, it's, it's spin. It's PR. They were, they missed out on Stafford. They, they offered Locke, they offered something else and it still wasn't enough to beat out the Rams. And so they missed on Stafford and had to do damage control because they might have to go back to Drew Locke. Yeah, and they had to say, "Oh yeah, we were never going to trade Drew Locke." Well, of course you were. There was no point in having Drew Locke right. to get Matthew yeah. Stafford. But now you've got to play nice with him because you might be stuck with him. Yeah, so, but it's transparent as hell. Everybody knows the truth, and now, you know, because of the fact that they tried to get Drew Locke, now they have to. They kind of have to go through with it somehow. So yeah. that's number one. I mean, you've really kind of ruined his his psyche yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's the first part the second part though is now we're hearing the possibility of the raiders getting involved trading away Derek carr and getting bringing in deshaun watson well if you're the denver broncos the absolute last thing in the world that you can afford to do is allow your division to consist of Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Deshaun Watson. And you're going into battle yeah. with those guys. Six six out of your 16 yeah, games seriously. is against those guys, and you're going up against them with Drew Locke. Yeah, six out of your 16 games. You're like, Drew, get over here. You can't keep getting autographs. Yeah. <laughs> so I think they have to get involved in Deshaun Watson, like partly as a defensive type of measure. Yeah. You know? Keep them away from the Raiders because you can't afford to have those three yeah. guys yeah. in your division. Yep. And I, I, I mean, maybe I mean, the even Raiders. Car, even Car's better than Locke. You know what I mean? So oh, even yeah. that, with the way they have, it's pretty bad. If you get Watson over there, holy cow! Yeah. It's like, I mean, what are you going to do for the next decade? You're you, there. You have absolutely no shot in that division. Yep. It's it's like those three teams, and you're just kind of you're you're the punching bag for all of them. You're the you're the jabroni that they all just beat up on. You're the tomato yeah. again. Like this, it, so yeah, I they can't afford to let that happen, and I think they need to be involved on in uh, Watson discussions just to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a fun offseason. There's still so yeah. much to happen with just the quarterback carousel in itself. Yeah. There's a lot of movement still coming. Um, I, I guess kind of some parting thoughts would be, you know, to just like, even though we don't know some of this stuff, as far as like how it's going to play out, what we do, we, we still know some things that it's really easy to ignore. You know, we know that Jared Goff is going to be a starter. We know the Detroit Lions are going to have, you know, they're they're going to have wide receivers for whoever it is. Yeah, they're starting quarterback, you know. So stop devaluing the situation based on the fact that it's that the, the roster's currently incomplete. Right. 
I mean, because none of you are going out and buying Quentin Cephas. Like, he's going to be the only wide receiver on the team. So we're all well aware they're going to add some talent, and Cephas isn't the one you're excited about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, they might not end up with Allen Robinson, but... I would love that. Come back home to Michigan, Allen Robinson. Come to Detroit. (laughs) Yeah, or Galladay. Bring back Galladay. You know, something like that will happen. But even if it's not one of the the big names, I mean, there are guys available in the yep. Curtis Samuel. There's some, yeah, there's uh, some good. Stupid Will pick. Fuller. He's <laughs> available. There's some cheaper guys, you know. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, there's several of them. There's there's some good options, and they'll end up with somebody. They'll, they'll do the dance. And Drew Brees will end up retired, by the yeah. way. So and Corey Davis, we could get Corey Davis. Yeah, there you go. Curtis Samuel. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, dude, then it's like some old guys like Hilton, Marvin Jones, AJ Green, Antonio Brown. I just don't know if we want those guys. Sammy yeah. Watkins is a free agent. Yeah. We could get Higgins. Oh, I didn't even know he's available. Yeah. OBJ could be available in a trade. Yeah. Trade him to us. All of a sudden you've got plenty of draft capital to, to work with some currency. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be nearly as expensive as he was the last time. No, not at all. No. So yeah, there, I think, you know, honestly, Michael Thomas could end up being available. Yeah. Again, that team has, They've got to cut some salary. They've got to rebuild. Yeah. I don't know what kind of relief he offers, but you know, I think that's a that's a possibility. Um there there's a handful of guys out there who could it's yeah. like somebody's gonna land there. Like it's it's pretty easy to to just make the assumption something's gonna happen there. You know, yeah. Yeah. You but but something is going to happen. So let's just start a plan, like to to plan accordingly. Now, yeah, I agree, dude. Yeah, man, we barely touched on the stuff that we. Really, I know. We like, yeah. I think that you put together some quarterback rankings for Dynasty, and yeah, I just updated mine at DynastyLeagueFootball.com. But that's we, I needed to anyway. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. gives us more to talk about later. But yeah, dude, we we barely touched on some of the stuff we talked about even before we just hopped on. Yeah, yeah, we this time we yeah didn't r- didn't really make a plan. Just kind of just went for it. So yep. uh, that's uh, that's what happens. This go sad- go throw some offers out for Jared Goff, or yeah. you know I I would even say. Toy with it a little bit with your Matthew Stafford shares and see if you can upgrade there. I downgraded. I'm well aware of that. But yeah, mm-hmm. go go see if you could upgrade with Stafford right now, just with some of the buzz going around, or see if you could get like Tannehill and a piece added on for Stafford. I'd be happy to make those moves. Like, see if you could take advantage of those markets a little bit. The buy low on Goff and the I, I just think Stafford hype is a little too much right now, and I get it, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting one. I do want to come back to it because I moved him up in my rankings. Yeah. Um, 
you know, one spot, but still. About Baker, you said, yeah. 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 So um, it's uh, something worth discussing again. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, last pick in your startup, your Superflex startup, Brandon Allen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's going to be hard for him to find that starting gig, but when he's there, it's. Yeah. I, and, and like John said, I mean, there's not going to be much exciting for you with that last pick anyway. You might as well just like make that speculative ad. Yep. Yep. I'm with that. Yep. That's right. All right. Let's get out. He's Swags at Swagzilla Zero G. I'm SFD Superflex Dude as Superflex Dude. As Superflex Dude. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Just chilling in Superflex City at Superflex City on Twitter. At Superflex Dude. Yeah. At Superflex Dude. <laughs> at Superflex Dude. That's that's they gotta gotta use my full government. <laughs> Gonna start having like just like aka the rogue hog, aka yeah. what else Superflex Dude. <laughs> Yeah. What else could we do? SFD. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, we'll do it. AKA the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> AKA SFD. <laughs> now AKA is a nickname, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate you as always, brother. Likewise, my friend. But you can't afford-